Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. Cherry's World is brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get live. Welcome to Cherry's World Podcast. All right, look, I'm going to keep it real. It's confession time, okay? Ladies, this show was done with you in mind. Gentlemen, you need to stick around too because you'll be able to learn a lot. But, ladies... I was on this Instagram page called Damn Poppy, right? With all the finest men in the world. I came across this six foot seven caramel color, Puerto Rican and black, just mm, king. So what was a girl supposed to do? I hopped in his DMs, of course. Come to find out he is a financial literacy coach and he will be here today to talk to us about cryptocurrency, the stock market, everything that's going on with our economy, as well as talking to us about a company that he co-founded and it's called Hired Match. So without further ado, let's welcome Mr. Armando Pendoja. This is Cherry's World. Making Memories Sale Series. It's a sale that allows families and people in our communities in any city, state, or showtime to attend a series of events at a lower price than most, such as like the Trolls Live, Disney on Ice, the Universal Soul Circus, concerts, sports, and more. Contact Less Is More Events at 202-930-3533. Again, that's 202-930-3533. Visit the website, getlimetickets.com. They're on social media, Facebook, IG, Twitter. Less is more events. Get out and lime. If you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. There he goes. Okay, so I have to admit to you, Armando, because when you see this, I lightweight objectified you and sexually harassed you. No, that's okay. That's in okay. I don't, problem. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I was going to say, in my intro a little bit. <laughs> so I don't want you to be like, wow, did she really just do that? 
No, it's okay. I don't, I don't mind that. It was all good. This is Courtney. Courtney, that's Armando. Hey, what's up, brother? How you feeling? How's it going? Good, I'm good. fine. Courtney is the producer of our show. All right. Nice to meet you, Courtney. And he keeps me in the reins. I'm sure you don't mind her objectifying you, right? <laughs> I don't mind, man. No, it's so wrong because, like, I, I'm going to admit, and I'm going to tell you the story because I'm just open and honest like that. I was looking at my timeline, right? And then your picture came across, and I was like, hmm. And it was on a site, on a, a page called Damn Poppy. I'm sure you Oh, know. yeah. <laughs> so I I've was like, damn, he's so fine. Y'all didn't have to tell nobody what he does for a living. <laughs> then I kind of got offended for you, right? <laughs> but then I went to your page, and, I, and there's all these classes that you teach. And I was like, wow, he really has a lot going on. Let me see. And I hit Courtney. And I was like, Courtney, I would love to interview him. So Courtney checked you out. And Courtney was like, see if he'll do it. So I was like, I'm going to slide in his DMs and see if he responds. <laughs> and then you did, and I got uber excited. And I hit yeah. <laughs> I, I always try to, I try to respond to everybody I can, because I know how, you know, because uh, I, I have, it was an experience what I had when I first started biz, in business. It was a guy that was, uh, that was like on Facebook. He was real influential in, uh, in business. And I, I asked him some questions. He, he looked at it and never wrote back. And that always, you know, <laughs> that made me feel bad, you know. That was like 10 years ago. And there was all these thoughtful questions, stuff. He just looked at it and never wrote back. And I, since then, you know, I've, my profile has grown a lot. So uh, I always try to make sure I write back to almost everybody, even if it takes a little bit more time, you know. I don't mind doing that. So I always check all of my messages. Unless they're like crazy or something, I don't respond to those. But if somebody asks me a thoughtful question, I always try to answer back. What kind of crazy questions you get? Uh, I mean, most of them is like financial stuff. I, I stay away from specific financial information. Like, should I trade this stock or should I trade that stock? What should I do with my Bitcoin? Because people tend to, when, when it goes against them, they're going to blame somebody. It's going to be you, you know. So You can't win in that. What's the difference between that, you giving somebody advice, advice, and insider trading. So specific information actually is illegal. You have to be a financial advisor to okay. tell somebody which products they can, should buy. But uh, general information, like how to, how to target certain stocks, how to, you know, how to uh, manage your portfolio, that's different. You can do that. But when you get down to specifics, there's laws that govern that. That's There's different laws that say how you have to do it, you know, different ways you have to do it. I can't tell you, hey, McGuire, my hurts because it's going to, I can't do that anyway. It's illegal. But even if I could, I wouldn't want to because in my experience with stuff outside of stocks, whatever, when you give somebody advice, some people are able to do it maturely. They're able to say, look, you know, uh, you know I took advice. I, I myself took the advice. I analyzed it and I made a decision off of it. But a lot of people tend to take that advice and they'll say, no, nah, it's your fault. You know, I, I listen to you and you led me astray. It's your fault, you know. Let me give you a follow-up to that. And then I'll let Cherry get, get in. Uh, Bernie Madoff. Now, me, you know Bernie Madoff is, right? Cherry, you know Bernie Madoff is, right? Yeah. So, uh, I guess I should explain Bernie Madoff. Well, I don't want to, but I think that everybody who lost money with Bernie Madoff, to me, is stupid. Like, I don't see, there's so many people that should be in prison, and Bernie Madoff is not one of them. It, just be, if you give your money to me, that's a you problem. That's a yeah, you problem. That's all right. That's, I don't see how he's in prison for it and never will get out. If Trump would do anything right, I hope he uh, gets that guy out. But, you know, 
It makes no sense. You did that. That's you what get, I'm saying. You man. handed your money to another person. Like that's a you problem. I, I agree with that partially. It's like you know, uh, it's at least at minimal. It's both. You know, the person who gave the money and it's his fault. At least both of them are involved in that situation, right? If I give you my money to invest, well, I put trust in the unit. So if you return double back to me, you know, I, I'm happy. But if you don't return something back to me, I'm mad at you. You know, so that's how people are. That's how, the, you know, I would say about 60% of people think like that. That's why I, mean, I stay away from specific and information. And it's all a gamble. It's, it's, it's a gamble, I mean, in the, yeah. in the medical field, they call it medical practice just in case something bad happens. So you mean to tell me if I give my money, I'm trusting somebody else because I'm too stupid to, to do it on my own. I'm going to hand over millions of dollars to somebody and then they lose it. That's that's on them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. People do I mean, it all the time. Before I start picking your brain about things, I want to make sure that we spend some time talking about Hire Match, which is a company that you co-founded. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, so Hire Match is a decentralized uh, human resources uh, uh, blockchain solution, right? So we've been working on that for about two years. So we did a, uh, we, you know, that's, that's one of my main projects right now. It's a, you know, it's a tech project. It's outside of finance. So that's the two things I work on. I work on tech and finance, right? But uh, most of my time is spent on the tech side because that's my background, that's where I come from. So hiring matches a blockchain solutions uh, to, to make the hiring process more efficient, uh, to make the, you know, make it more the easier, cheaper, and faster to find new employees using the blockchain as a, as a solution, right? Right now it's a niche solution. There's not a lot of people using it, but we're preparing for when, like we, I strongly believe along with a lot of other people that Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency is coming back. You know, Hire Match is, is powered by its own cryptocurrency called Hire. So that, that's, that's traded, you know, people trade it or whatever. But right now it doesn't have a lot of value because the, the platform isn't being used. But I strongly believe that Bitcoin and blockchain is, is poised right now to come back in the next year and a half. So what we're doing right now is preparing that project, preparing that platform uh, for when that happens. Because as soon as it comes back, there's going to be a lot more interest. A lot more people are going to be willing to, you know, get into that platform. So that's what we're working on right now. It's, uh, we're almost finished. We're about 95% finished. Uh, we're actually, we got the, uh, the beta's already out. So if you go to hirematch.io, you can, you can use it right now. Uh, but uh, we're still working on the marketing, you know, trying to make sure the timing's right because time is everything. Time is very important. Uh, it's like with cell phones, without any new technology, if you're too early, it's just as bad as being too late. You know, Absolutely. like uh, the cell phone companies in the 80s didn't do that well because they were too early. Uh, GPS companies in the 80s didn't do that well because they were too early. You have to be, you have to, your timing on your marketing has to be right as well as your technology. So that's the, uh, the problem we're having right now. And that's the, that's the uh, opportunity we're trying to uh, solve right now. Can you explain blockchain to those who don't understand? Because I sure didn't until I heard you talk about it. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Uh, so blockchain, so if you look at a traditional website, a traditional, uh, like let's say software uh, solution, let's say Instagram, everybody knows how Instagram works, right? So with Instagram, that's a centralized uh, uh, application, right? So what that means is that all, all of your data, all of the function, everything you do goes to one central server, right? So Instagram has control of that. They're the owners, they're controlling it, right? So if I make an update to Instagram, I'm making an update to that central server and everybody else access that central server. So if Instagram goes down, which it does a lot, you know, it goes down two or three times a year, right? So nobody can access that server because it's all in one place. Well, block, blockchain is a software solution that's a little different, right? So it's decentralized. Decentralized means that it, all, the, all the information, all data is not stored in one place. 
it's stored on multiple computers, multiple places all around the world. So the entire, that's why I said blockchain is a solution opposed to, you know, traditionally, most software that you use online is uh, centralized. That means one place controls it. Blockchain is a, is a solution that decentralizes that data, decentralizes the function. So instead of me going to one place like Instagram, you, all of the data is stored all across the world. Everybody that provides their computer to the blockchain, to that particular blockchain network is a part of the network and they have the entire copy of the data on their computer. So if I send you a transaction like in Bitcoin, right? The, uh, your tra the transaction goes across, everybody helps in va validating that transaction, every computer, and every computer copies that transaction down to their computer. So if half these computers go out, if 80% uh, if go out, you know, we can still access the data, the network is still up. So it's a great solution to ensure that the network is always up, always available, as opposed to something that's centralized like Instagram. It's always, you know, it goes down, everybody's down. We just got to wait for them to fix it. Blockchain uh, uh, spreads the work and it spreads the data and all the, everything that happens on that system is spread across multiple computers. So it's a lot easier and a lot more efficient and a, and a lot stronger, uh, I guess, data consistency, data and uh and you know data integrity so that's that's why it's so uh it's so you know important so integral to what's coming now because that i mean that, that's the future and everything eventually everything will be like that it's crypto so can you tell me a little bit like i'm gonna take your classes okay because i've been on your page all of his classes you guys are affordable they're like 35 some of them are 25 dollars, and i'm so in there because real estate is my thing that's where i'm comfortable investing so can you tell me about that class specifically? Yeah, that class, I really, uh, I did like a pre-sale on that one because what happened is that uh, I was going to, I did pretty good in the stock market over the last three months. So I put a post up and said, look, I'm going to buy a new car. But, you know, when I, you know, a lot of times, you know, I believe in, in, in removing emotion from everyday decisions, whether it's in business or whatever. If you, if you use logic as opposed to emotion to make decisions, you'll make way better decisions. So. I got real emotional and I wanted to go buy a car right now. You know, everybody goes through that. <laughs> and I stepped back and said, Armando, you need to be logical. You preach that all the time. You need to be logical about your decisions. So I stepped back and said, what's the best way for me to pay off a new car, right? So I said, well, you know, why not invest it in something? Why not invest in the rent that you've always, always you know, you've been, I've been looking at them for a while. I, I got some money in Fundrise, but not that, you know, not a lot. Uh, and I, I know them, I've been researching them for years. Uh, but like I said, I haven't made a significant investment in one yet. Uh, so I said, look, man, I'm going to go ahead and just make the significant investment in Fundrise and use the returns from that rent to pay off the car, right? I hate car payments, too. That's another emotion, right? I, I hate having debt. I hate it. So sometimes I make bad decisions because I don't want debt. <laughs> you know, but so I said, look, you, you really don't want, it's not a true debt, right? If I got some money in a rent and it's paying off the, the, the car payments every month, at the end of the term, I got the money in the car. I mean, it's not a true yeah. debt, right? Because, but in my mind, it's still a debt. So I have to get past those emotions. And I put that post out. And everybody was asking me, can you do a class on rents? Can you do a class? Where? I said, okay, well, I'll do one. No, well, you got my $25 because yeah. I'm in here. <laughs> I definitely want to yeah. learn. One of the things that really struck my attention, and ladies, this is why I said it's not just because he's handsome, but this show is really for you because we make decisions off of emotion. Men are known to make decisions off being rational. One of the biggest things that I've heard you say is you need to have an exit strategy. I always find myself getting into situations, and I'm not just talking about personal, but financial too, with no exit strategy. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, this is that's a pretty good point because the thing about you're right about that. Women sometimes I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, it's okay. I hate to say this, you know, I have I have a daughter, you know, I was raised by a single mom, so I'm not, you know, I'm just saying that, you know, women are a little bit more, you know, like you said, less rational. Yeah. Uh, it could be environmental, or whatever. I don't know what the reason is, but but the, 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 the thing about women is that they're very rational when it comes to relationships. So women have exit strategies in relationships. They do that, right? So if they're dating a guy and the guy does X, Y, Z, it's over. They don't care what happens next. If the guy doesn't call, if the guy doesn't, you know, show some care, he, it doesn't matter what he does next. They're done with it. Most women work like that, you know? They have these, these, these things in their mind about, look, when I go out with this guy, if he doesn't return my calls, if he doesn't, you know, uh, respond to my, whatever it may be, everybody has something different. They have an exit strategy in that, right? So, they don't care what happens afterwards. They don't care that he mates another woman. They don't care what happens. They are out, right? But when it comes to stocks, people hold on to stocks too long. You need mm. to have the same type of thing in investments, the same thing in, in business. If, if a decision you make does X, Y, and Z, just like the guy you was dating, you're done with it. It's over. You move on. Because in the long term, uh, in the long term, the decisions will, you know, you'll end up making a lot better decisions. Like one or two may be wrong, but the bulk of them will be right, you know? And uh, I always, I said that in my live the other day is that women have exit strategies in relationships. I don't know any woman that goes into a relationship without an exit strategy. They, they're saying, look, I'm looking for marriage. I'm just going to have a good time. I'm just going to, you know, uh, if he does this, I'm done with him. If he's like this other guy I met, I'm done with him. You know, women have, you know, those exit strategies in relationships, but then they don't apply it to invest. It's the same thing. You just got to apply it to your relationships. And that's well, it. Well, stick, sticking with that scenario, um, <clears throat> if you do get a, uh, if you do leave a stock too early, like leaving a relationship, and you said most women don't go back because they're not worried about what that oh. relationship <laughs> did. But let's just say that stock turns out to be a, a, a hit after you left it. Do you go back and get it, or do you watch it again, or you just say, "Hey, I, I missed out on it, left it, or just leave it alone." So in that scenario, right, so if we're thinking logically, we look at all the stocks, right, and we said, look, I want to buy this stock. So if it goes up 20%, I'm out, or whatever the strategy is. So you buy the stock, goes up 20%, you quit. So now you're starting back from fresh. So it goes back into the bucket of all the stocks. So if that stock still comes, that you make another decision, what, the next day or whatever, the next hour, you say, look, I want to put some money in stock. So if that stock is still the best option, you still go back into it. But it's, it's, you have to compare with everything else that's out there. People get emotionally attached. They make a lot of money in a stock. They get attached to it. And mm. They keep going back in the same one. You know, when there's other stocks out there that may be doing better, maybe better options, may have less risk or whatever. People go right back to that same one over, over and over and over again. That's so, me. I'm not the gambling type, and the gamble makes me really nervous. They get familiar with the stock, like Hertz or whatever. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go back in this one. I'm going to go, you know, it, it goes, you, you get that stock, you do whatever you're going to do, what do you sell it. Now it's, it's, it's with all the other stocks, you know. If you look at all the other stocks and that's still the best one, then go back into it. But don't get attached to it, like you know. So right when uh, the quarantine <clears throat> happened, um, Hertz, I think Hertz went filed bankruptcy or whatnot, and I was actually thinking like, well, Hertz is going to be around, so th maybe this might be a good stock to get involved in. But then a buddy of mine called me and was like, "Yo, I'm about to invest in Hertz." He's never made any good decisions in his life. So I, I was like a woman. I was like, nah, I'm out. If you in, I'm out. So, and then I'm looking like, oh, damn. <laughs> Maybe I should have went jumped in. So to, uh, talk about that. Uh, like I see you talked about Hertz, and I know you can't give, like, information like that, but 
about yeah, that. I, I can just tell you what, what when Hertz was going up, right? I didn't I never bought the stock, I bought the option because it was going up so fast, it made sense, right? So I made a little bit of money on that or on the way up and back down. But uh but but her thing about Hertz is that what 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 happened over the last week is a lot of people never like beginners got into Hertz. You know, people, people like you said, people calling each other and stuff. So they never they never saw this before. I saw this pattern before. Well, stock, if a stock goes up 700, 700%, I promise you it's coming back down. Right. I promise you it is. And it's going to be a steep drop. It always happens. 90% right. of the time. Right. And I knew it was coming, you know. And I, and I was telling people, you know, put stop losses in. So, you know, there's something called a trailing stop. That's an order type that you put in. When something's going up that fast, you can have a, a stop loss that rides up with it. So as soon as it starts dropping, it sells your stock. You know, and that's what I told people. I said, make sure you put your trailing stops in. You know, whenever you're watching a stock without an, an exit strategy, you're you're gonna make an emotional decision. You're gonna sell on, you know, you're gonna get scared and sell or hold too long or something like that. So that's what I told everybody. You know, and people, uh, they they thought, you know, and it's the same cycle that happens with all. I've seen this. You know, so I've been I've been in stocks for like ten or fifteen years. <clears throat> I've developed uh, software applications in stocks. So I've seen this, this pattern happen with stocks, right? Is that people will get into a stock like Hertz and then they'll watch it and they wake up in the morning, it's up 200%. Wake up next to it. And then they'll start, their emotions will get them, the greed again, they'll start calculating. I got 80 stocks. Uh, what if they go to 100? Oh man, I can get a bid, a bid. Oh man, I could pay off my mortgage. Oh man, I can, man, if it goes up a little, then, then now you're letting your emotions get involved. That's me. Exactly. It's, it's common. <laughs> It's common. It's nothing. It's not everybody does that at first. <laughs> I start cashing out on money that I don't have. And, and then will, I turn around and it's gone. People will even look back at the history and say, well, seven months ago it was at $80. So it's going to get back there. And they'll start convincing themselves. Then they'll ride it up, ride up. Then when it starts falling, it'll be obviously it's falling, right? You'll start saying, oh, man, I got to get back to where I was before at the peak. Now I'm losing money. Then it'll fall some more. Oh man, now I'm down a lot, man. Uh, oh man. So then you, man, I got to get back. Then it'll go back to where you bought it at. Oh man, you're like, man, now I just want to get my money back. It'll mm-hmm. fall below. And then you panic sell, and that's the, and you end up losing money on something you was up 300% on at one point. Do you know me? <laughs> I feel like you just told my whole story and why I don't play with the stock market anymore. That's why I start feeling more comfortable with real estate investing. But I do want to talk to you about crypto because I want to take your crypto class because that's not something that I fully understand. But I heard you talking about how you think crypto might become really big in Puerto Rico, which happens yeah. to be my my love island. So Puerto Rico has a... Uh has a lower tax rate, you know, they're not federally taxed, right? So yeah. Puerto Rico has a, uh, they have a, I think it's Act 22 or something. I forgot the exact number, but they have a, uh, in order to, to, to bring business to the island, they, they passed a law that says, uh, and this actually be a good tax strategy for some people, because if you establish a company in Puerto Rico, uh, you only have to pay 4% tax for the first so many years. Uh, flat tax, you don't have to pay federal tax. All you got to do is have one employee on the island, right? So a lot of crypto companies went down there uh, a lot of crypto companies went down and they started, uh, they, they started companies. So there's a lot of, one of the, the most, one of the top 10 richest Pete Brock, uh, Brock Pierce lives in Puerto Rico. He's a Bitcoin billionaire. So there's a lot of uh, people down there that, that are really, really influential in this world. Right. So they're trying right now, they're trying to build a city, a whole crypto city down there. So, uh, that's why I think it's going to be influential in the, you know, in the coming years. What do you think is going to happen to Puerto Rico in like the next 10 years? Because I am thinking about buying a home there. 
I, I think it's going to eventually have to become a state. Wow. And, and just for everybody listening, any Trump supporters, Puerto, Puerto Rico is part of America. Just letting you yes. know. People, don't, people didn't know. Yeah. Because yeah. they're ignorant. You don't need a passport to go to Puerto Rico. I've been saying it for years. I'm, I'm a little black and Puerto Rican girl myself. <laughs> so um, I have a love for the island. Yeah. I want to talk to you about the biggest money myths. You put out 10, 8 money myths. And I was like, wait a minute. All debt isn't bad? No, debt's not bad. If, and it's a simple calculation. If the interest you're paying on the debt, you make more uh, return on the, the, the money that you have, it's not a bad debt, right? Like, say, for example, is that if I have a, uh, like, let's say, for example, if I'm, uh, if I'm renting a house out, you know, and I'm, I'm making more money on renting a house than the, than the interest on the debt, it's not a bad debt. Or, for example, if I take 100000 let's say, I'll give you a good example. Uh, when I was at, uh, I was in uh, Jones, the fabric store. I was buying some fabric to fix a, uh, a chair. And they were selling these, these embroidery machines. They were like 5000 But it was at zero interest, right? So I was like, man, and they said 185 a month for like six years, right? So that's a debt, right? That's a debt. It's low interest debt, but it's a debt. So if you can make more on that machine than 185 a month, it's a good debt. Like if you can embroider stuff for your friends, whatever, and you're making 1000 a month, well, that's a good debt because you're making more than the debt you're paying. So if it had a one, 2% interest rate, as long as you're making more than the debt, I mean, the interest on the debt, that's a good debt, business-wise. That makes sense. Not to go back to real estate, but like that's my kind of passion. I see you say that rent isn't a waste. No, I, I, that's what people say that. People say that, but I don't think it always is. And I'll give you a good example. If you're in your 20s, you're in your 20s, right? The, one of the most, the, 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 uh, in job searches, in your career, one of the, uh, the most powerful tools you have is your ability to be mobile, your ability to move, your ability to get out of there, right? Your ability to move to another city. People make a lot more money if they're able to, if they have a, the breadth to move across the whole United States to look for jobs. They can move up their career very, very fast, right? But if somebody gets out in their 20s and buys a house, they're stuck for at least five years uh, if they don't want to take a loss. So now in your 20s, you've missed that opportunity, right? So you're stuck in this geographic location. So whatever jobs are there, that's all you can take, right? So you may have a house, but you missed out on you know hundreds of thousands of dollars over your career on what you could have made by moving around. That makes sense. Yeah. Is that why you said that homes is the best investment? I think homes, I don't think homes are good investments, but like I said, it depends on where you are. I would, to be honest, I wouldn't even tell anybody to buy a house before they were 30 because you need that, that mobility. You need that, uh, that, that, you know, be able to move. And like, if I get a job in New York, I'm gone. If I get a job here, I'm gone. That's my brother did that. And he moved up. I mean, he makes a lot of money because he was, he had the mobility to move around wherever somebody needed him in Dallas. He moves down there. He gets another job in California. And every time he moves up, his salary is increasing way more than it would have just staying at a job. You know, they're only going to give you like 3%, maybe 10% if you're lucky, you know, but he's doubled his salary almost every move. Wow. I never thought about it like that. I got one more question. I'm going to give it over to Courtney. You also said that passive income is easy. Please tell us how, because I need some easy passive income. Uh, I mean, Dividend stocks is easy. When you buy stocks, pay dividends, just sit on them and get the dividends every month. But there's other ways too. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways you can do that. Uh, I mean, cryptocurrency is one. Called, something called staking, right? You buy crypto, 
you put it in, a, in the Celsius wallet, which is a is an application out there. They pay you seven percent as long as you as long as they have it. You, okay, so I have a question about crypto. I know I said I was going to give it to you, Courtney. I'm sorry. No, I'm taking you. notes. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say I need him just a little bit longer. Now I'm one of those. I'm going to take your crypto class because I see that your classes are for beginners. I don't really understand crypto, and one of my thing is I don't know anybody who's really cashed out on it. Have you ever cashed out your crypto? Uh, yeah, over the time, you know, I'm holding a lot of money. I think it got a, it's got a huge upside, but I've cashed out, especially after the, I cashed out a lot, actually, uh, in, uh, what year was that? 2018, when it was going down, I said, well, look, after it went way up in the end of 2017, it started crashing in the beginning of 18. And I said, well, I got to get some of this off the table. And I sold some in, but, uh, like I said, I haven't sold any since then, but I, I've sold, and I actually, uh, cause I got involved down when it was like a hundred, two hundred dollars a long, wow. long time ago. So, and I've cashed out along the way, you know, just buying stuff or whatever, but not any large sums. Uh, I was going to say, now I heard like 50 cent stories and stuff like that, but I like, I ain't never met nobody. Like you're the first person I've ever met who told me that, yes, they've cashed out. That makes yeah, me Yeah, I have, I have. Yeah. You, you, it's not, yeah, I have. I can't listen to what the celebrities say. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Like I said, I just believe it's got a bigger upside. So I, I, I'm a through and through believer in crypto. So, like I don't, I don't, I don't have a reason to sell it because you know I don't need the money or nothing. And I really believe that it's going to be uh, very, very, very like instrumental in in the next few years in technology. It's going to be, I think, eventually, you know, and in the U.S., you know, the U.S. Uh, government is trying to make a Fed coin uh, cryptocurrency. I heard. What and China's about? making one because they see the threat of Bitcoin. Bitcoin could destabilize the whole world if it gets as big as people think it's going to get in the next 10, 15 years. Wow. So when, I'll say when, it does get big. Are you moving back to Puerto Rico? I don't know. I actually, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, really. <laughs> I, I, I want to I buy a house there like you, but I, I kind of got a whole life here in Florida now. I don't know. Maybe I will. I don't know. I, I want to retire there eventually, though. That was what I said, but then I wanted to have a stable place somewhere on mainland in case something like a hurricane came in. And actually, I was thinking back when I moved Courtney, what I really wanted to do was to get one of the places in San Juan, one of those old um, like brick homes, and rent out the bottom two floors and just stay on the third floor. But then, you know, it got devastated. And so it kind of changed my plans. But now I'm like, okay, we're a couple years after the damage that has really been done. Is it time to go back in and buy now? Yeah, some of the property inland, uh, like in the, they call them out in the island, they say there. Uh, it's not in San Juan. Those are very cheap properties. You can get a whole house for 40000 Yeah. You know? <laughs> and the land, you know. But uh, like I said, there's a lot of cheap properties out in Yalco, Ponce, uh, you know, in the west side of the island, you know, you get beach side, beachfront property for like eighty thousand. My grandfather's from Ponce. My grandmother's from San Juan. Yeah, my yeah. In San Juan, on the west side of the island. So, but yeah, uh, there's some cheap properties out there. You know, San Juan's going to be just as expensive as anywhere else. But uh, I, I just wanted the San Juan property really so that I could Airbnb. That's what I'm saying. Like out in the island, you can't do that. You're not going to be able to do that, man. So. <laughs> You just can, I guess, cash in on appreciation eventually and have some place to go. But like you're right about that. It's hard to, uh, maybe Ponce, you probably could. 
Hey, you uh, so you six foot seven, huh? Six six. Yeah. Six six. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, you said who? Yeah, I played in Puerto Rico for a little while. Oh uh, yeah. In a few years, that was a long time ago. It was two thousand six. Okay. So uh, yeah, about what was that? He said that was a long time ago. Baby, how old is you? Because that's not that long ago. <laughs> 14 years. 14 years ago. That's pretty long. <laughs> how old are it you? It feels like I'm 39. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm 44. I'm like 2006. I was still in the club doing my thing. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I was, uh, I was a teacher. I was a college teacher before that, like for a year and a half. Then I went and played basketball and stayed in Puerto Rico for about a year. And then I, uh, so then I moved back here and I got a job as a software engineer in Nashville. And then, uh, so it just seemed like a long time ago. <laughs> were, were you any good? Uh, I mean, I was, uh, I was okay. I wasn't like a starter or nothing, but I was, a, I was a solid player. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Courtney's a big basketball fan. Yeah. Yeah. So the second I did your intro, I, I lied, ladies. I said he was 6'7", because that's what Dan Poppy told me. <laughs> but he's 6'6", one inch, no big deal, to a girl who's uh, five seven. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like one, one of my problems playing ball was the, the size. I was, uh, I, I mean, I was like right, my, the way my style of play was like a, a, a you know, a four, a three, four, but I was okay. undersized three, four. Right. Yeah, so that's I was in. It was a hard, you know. I I would I would be faster than the fours, but not you know not strong enough for the you know for you know it was like a weird you know. Now I got you because they weren't playing small ball back then. No, like they, they didn't play now. small. It was big, right. you know, back yeah. then. It was, it was especially in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico ball, and it was on the Jordan. They talked about that on the Jordan. Uh, you know that Jordan. Uh, what do you yeah. call that? Last they, dance. They uh, Phil Jackson coached in Puerto Rico. Oh yeah, right, right, yeah. sure did. Yeah. And they talked about that league is rough, man. It's not like here, man. They, you take elbows, put you know, it's real aggressive and real like, uh, you know, physical. It's yeah. street ball. Yeah, it's basically they throw bottles at you and stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fans get real into it, you know. So it's it's rough, man. It's not like here, but it toughened me up a lot. So. Wow. Not to change the subject, but the other night I saw you on live and you were talking about how you don't believe that college is for everybody and how two years of college is basically a waste of your time doing general education. You don't get to your um, expertise until the last two years, which led me back to your classes. You have a computer programming and coding class. I have my five-year-old now playing coding games and stuff like that, but what do you think is the proper age to get kids involved with computer programming and coding? I would say early as possible because computer, it's not like people think that the goal of computer program is to program a computer one day. But the thing about programming is it teaches you how to think, how to organize your thoughts, how to, you know, how to, uh, how to break things down into steps, how to, you know, how to, you know, different methodologies on how you think, right? You apply that to everything in life. You know, uh, I do it all the time. Like I'll have a problem and I'll break it down and then, you know, and figure out, I apply computer programming, uh, the knowledge I have a computer, the waiting, when I wait in line at Walmart, I apply all of that. Cause it, <clears throat> sorry, you learn about, you know, how fast lines are depending on how many people, all this stuff, you can apply that to everything in life. Hmm. You know, and that's why I think as early as possible, you should get your kids into computer science and like those coding games are good because it teaches you how to think, you know? 
it's not like you're going to remember how to program, but you 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 learned how to think and you apply that everywhere you know in your life, everywhere in your life. Yeah, she's doing a lot of them, and a lot of them are really cute. They give you like little certificates and stuff when you complete yeah. so many hours of code. And she's really proud of herself. Now, mommy can't help her do it because I don't understand it. But I think it's really important, I think, for our kids to be involved. And parents out there, if you want to know more about computer programming or coding, take his class. It's $25, $35. Like, he's not trying to hit us over the head. Well, that, that class is actually free. I do it every Whoa. two weeks for free. I teach people how to program. I don't even charge uh, for that. And you teach anybody, kids, adults, or? Whoever joins, uh, I don't. I'm not never going to charge for that class. Wow. Uh, so, can, is it is it like really long and tedious, or can I sit my five year old there? Uh, I mean, I don't know for that class. Uh, a five year old maybe a little. Uh, he could watch it. Uh, I think I think uh, he or she could watch it. Uh, but I mean, eight uh, eight year old could probably do it. Really? Okay. So we might have to swing back around in a couple years and check it out. So the stock market, you just like run down some of your classes because you've got a new class every week. Yeah, people ask me for them. So, you know, I put it out there because people ask me for them, you know. So, uh, yeah, I do have a new class. I try to put one out every week or two, a uh, different one on different things. Uh, and like people ask me a lot about business classes, too, because, you know, I, you know, I do have a good deal of knowledge on you know business. So uh, people ask me, I may start doing those eventually, but like I don't have a lot of like. This finance stuff or the stock stuff is not my, you know, my main profession is a software engineer. You know, I own that company. Hire Match is my, one of my primary objectives. The finance stuff is like, you know, is, on, is like it's something else I do, but it's not like, you know, so I don't have a lot of time, you know. So, uh, but I try to do a new class every week. So we got the red class coming up. The value investor class is actually tonight in the hour. I do the stock, the basic stock class every week. And I do the Bitcoin basics every week and the options class once a week. Amazing. Can you tell them where to find you? Uh, Tall Guy Tycoon uh, on Instagram, uh, the same on Twitter. Uh, and my website is ajpantoa.com. And we will put all that up on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for coming. Thank I really you. appreciate you. Enjoyed the conversation, sir. Thank you. Yeah, is there anything else that you want us to know before you go? I think that's about it. So, uh, like I said, I appreciate you guys' time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Welcome to Cherry's World. Brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get Lime. 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 Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. Dot com. Dot com.